Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Charles drives and dumps. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pre-Game Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in Princeton, New Jersey, to face the Princeton Tigers. BYU began the regular season last Saturday night. They won 91-61 at home over Mississippi Valley State. Elijah Bryant was an absolute beast, scoring a game-high 27 points. Get this, on 10 of 11 shooting. Childs, Haas, Celius all scored in double figures for the Cougars as they defeated the Delta Devils. Now, tonight's opponent, Princeton, they lost their first game. They played Sunday at Butler. They lost 85-75. to These two teams actually met last year in Provo with BYU winning that matchup 82-73. to As I mentioned, the, uh, the Tigers lost their season opener on Sunday. Tonight, their home opener at Jadwin Gymnasium. The Cougars leading that all-time series against the Tigers 5-0, and but BYU hasn't played at Jadwin Gym since 1981. Now, Princeton was picked to finish third in the Ivy League, and they returned two starters from last year in Devin Kennedy and Miles, St- Miles Stevens. This will definitely be a good game tonight, and quite honestly, a challenge for both squads. Now, one of the newest BYU Cougars is Jashir Hardnett. By the way, I'm a big, big fan of his game. I think he is going to pay off huge for BYU this year. He played his freshman season at uh, Chipola College and I have to remind myself how to say that. And I always, use, I always think of Chipotle before I say that. Chipola College, by the way, if you're wondering where that's at, it's in Florida. He will definitely be a nice addition to this team. Uh, Greg Rubel actually caught up with Jashir uh, yesterday after practice. They talked about his journey to BYU. I'm um, actually uh, graduating high school from Gulfport High. Um, Mississippi? Yeah, Mississippi. My senior year, I transferred to prep school to do a year of prep. And, um NCAA called my school grade grade and scale red flag, so um, I went back home and I graduated, so I could be eligible for uh, NCAA college. So coming out of high school, I uh, signed with Fordham University in Bronx, New York. Um, some things happened there; I was injured on and off, and I transferred and went back junior college. And after a year junior college, uh, having a good year in Chipola, uh, you know, me and coach. Heath and Tim got together started talking about recruitment and how they want me to be a piece of their team. You know, I chose BYU. You were playing high school ball in Mississippi. Yes. What kind of colleges were into you at that time? Um, I had Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Purdue, UConn, um, Vanderbilt, Alabama, um, just Wichita. It was a bunch. It was a bunch. <laughs> what was that process like for you and your family? Uh, it was good. It was long. Um after this, the incident happened, me uh, leaving prep school my senior year and then coming back home, you know, it was hard for me and my family to start trusting anybody because, you know, they told us so much good things was going to be at prep school. And then for you to be red flag and I had to sit out my senior year in basketball, you know, it was hard for us to trust. So, you know, I uh, visited with a lot of people. A lot of people came and we talked and I just felt like, you know, I didn't want to go to prep school. So, again, so I felt like, you know, Fordham was it. So had a lot of schools kind of backed off you at that point? Oh, uh, yes. Everybody was telling me to just go to prep school, and they offered me out of prep school. But I was, you know, I was so into getting ready to go to college that I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do prep school. You know, Fordham stuck around the whole time, and I just went with them. 
So you spent a year in Fordham, which is in the Bronx? Yeah, Bronx, New York. And here we are in uh, Princeton, New Jersey, not too far away. Right. We saw the Manhattan skyline coming yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I talked to a couple of friends from up here, too, also. From Chipola, uh, schools are now interested in you, in you again, right? Yeah. Uh, what kind of schools are we talking about? Um, I had UConn. I had Dayton. I had New Mexico. I had New Mexico State. Um, Florida Gulf Coast, uh, Illinois, Akron. You know, I had a couple couple schools that's off top I can remember. So, how did BYU impress you to the point where you decided to commit to Coach Rose, the rest of the staff, and the Cougars? Uh, just the background, uh, plus the fit they needed for me. You know, every other school had like you know guards that were just like me. You know, BYU didn't have you know my type of play. So I felt like if I came in and gave that, it'd be a good little you know thing for the team. So maybe take us back to when you first got to Provo, say on a visit. Uh, what were your impressions that first time? Uh, I was definitely excited. You know, the, um, it's a nice place. It's quiet. You know, coming where I'm from, uh, it's not really quiet. So, you know, I was <laughs> I was happy to be out of the way, you know, and stuff like that. And it was nice, actually. And my mom enjoyed it, too. So we just felt like this was a good move for me. So you feel like it suits you? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. How about the team, teammates, coaching staff, how it's all kind of uh, come together for you? It was good. You know, it took some time. When I first come in, I was kept to myself a little bit. You know, we had meetings, and I'm talking to Coach Rose, and it was just like you got to, you know, start being with the team a little more. So, you know, I started doing that, and me and the guys were getting along perfect. You've played a handful of exhibition games and one regular season game for your new team. How would you say uh, you've acclimated, and how are you feeling personally about your game? Um, I, I played well. It was well. It wasn't great, but I played well, and I feel like I got much more to, you know, show. Right now, I'm just trying to, you know, get a little fit in with the team and see where my fit is exactly, and I get going eventually. What have been your strengths as a player, and what do you see being able to bring to this BYU team? Um, getting, uh, making plays, you know, for other people. I can also make plays for myself, but you know, it's a lot of shooters around me now. You know, junior college, not many shooters, more athletic players than anything. So it's just, just me getting other guys, you know, shots and things like that. Me defensively picking up full court, you know, and playing and guarding everybody, best guards trip back east first of two trips back east you'll be back here again next week for a couple of games how big would a win at Princeton be for the early season development of this team uh, it'd be great uh, they're a great team uh, they played Butler the other night and uh, played Butler really good you know Butler's NCAA team so you know us playing against them and if we come out with a good win just show us you know what type of uh, team we are right now have you played with any nicknames during your career have you been known by anything or just just year oh uh, you know the team called me Sheer Ja you know I got a lot of names them it's Ja J Sheer just a lot of stuff <laughs> just anything with a J and the Sheer at the end I know it's me so I just look up <laughs> do you prefer a jaw over a Sheer or are you good with either one oh uh, I prefer Sheer that's usually what people call me at home back at home so you know I prefer Sheer Speaking of back home, how often are people from back home going to get to see you play this year? Uh, a lot. My mom actually coming down to the Utah game. Yeah, my mom and a couple more family members coming down to the game to come watch. And um, they're coming to Brooklyn also Okay. Uh, to, uh, in the Barkley Center. And they'll come to a Gonzaga game. So they want to see them, you know, them top teams. Right, right, right. Let's play against them top teams. So, you know, that's that's okay. near come. Do you have siblings? Oh, uh, yeah. I actually have two older brothers and one younger sister. Yeah. Uh, younger sister is play basketball for Bishop State. Uh, my brother, older than me, right above me, is actually at Mississippi State. He's still in school, and my older is he a player? Oh uh, no, he okay. no, he just at school. school. Yeah, and my older brother, he just got out of the Air Force. Well, it's great talking to you. Uh, good luck against Princeton and the rest of the way. All right, thank you. All right, that was Greg Rubel in Princeton, New Jersey, talking with BYU newcomer Josh Shear. Hard net. I still keep going back to what head coach Dave Rose said on Media Day when he was asked about Josh Shear, and Coach Rose said. 
he's the type of player that gave us problems. And so we had an opportunity to get a player like that. We jumped at it. And uh, certainly they are very pleased to have him on the roster. Coming up next, we're going to head to the Jadwin Gym for our courtside conversation. Not with Mark Durant today. Mark uh, unable to make the trip. So filling in for Mark Durant, the one and only Terry Nashif. We'll talk with Terry next. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We're counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a Zuck attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. Shep with you in our BYU Radio Studios in Provo, Utah. It's time for our courtside conversation. And filling in for Mark Durant as analyst tonight on the broadcast with Greg, his former Cougar player and assistant coach, Terry Nashif. Terry, how you doing, man? Shep, I'm doing great. It's great to be courtside. It's great to be with Rebel. Great to be with you. This is exciting. Yeah, we're uh, we're excited to have you filling in uh, for uh, for Mark tonight. And quite honestly, I think you're going to see a pretty good game. We we will certainly get into that. But the first question that I had for you, you obviously are not far removed from this team. You're not far removed from being in the huddle and and getting these guys to go through drills. What stands out to you? about the 2017-2018 version of the Cougars. Again, it's very early, but so far. Well, Shep, you can tell a lot about a team early. Um, obviously, there's more to see, but really excited about this team. Love what Coach is doing with this team and the offense that they're running, the defense that they're running. Uh, really impressive, and I wouldn't want to go against them. Uh, I've watched a lot of film the last few days in preparation for this, um, and it's been exciting to watch. They're spacing the floor. They're sharing the ball. Defensively, there's not a lot of space out there. Uh, watch shoot around today and, and just watching them go through Princeton's actions. And I don't know where the gaps are. Um, looks like they're going to try to ISO us and those things. But uh, really impressed with what's going on. The guys are buying in. And after that Westminster game, they start playing a little bit faster. You could see it. They're getting so many stops, and now they're racing it up on stops. And that's really hard uh, on teams playing downhill like they are. I want to take you back to the season opener against Mississippi Valley State. Elijah Bryant, coming off a near-perfect performance against the Delta Devils, had 27 points, but more importantly, 10 of 11 from the field. Now that he's healthy, where can he make the biggest impact? I think Elijah's a tremendous player. It's a little bit of a different eval when you bring in a uh, transfer, so we were able to watch him on film at a high level, played well at Elon. Uh, And that's the Elijah that we saw on film, as well as the Elijah we saw um, during his redshirt year. And he's on attack. He's under control. He can get whatever he wants on the floor. He's changed his release point a little bit on his shot. Uh, it's a little bit lower, a little more consistent, and uh, it's really going well for him now. I think he helps on both ends and then rebounding. He can really rebound the ball. And uh, if we get stops, uh, in the past we've been running, and now it looks like they're really running as well when they get stops. He also seems to be one of those guys uh, from a leadership perspective. And I, I don't know how vocal he is in terms of like in the locker room or things like that, but, but even if he's not, his, his play seems to uh, lend to that leadership. Is, is that an accurate statement? Absolutely. And uh, he's got a great body, and so he's able to help on both ends and defend, and he's an intimidating presence. And uh, those are things that help as a leader. Um, and when he says something, everyone listens. You're right, he doesn't say, he doesn't talk all the time. But when he does, uh, everybody listens. And when you start the game or start the season like he did, they're all listening a little bit more right now. 
Terry Nashif joining me from Princeton, New Jersey, where the Cougars and Tigers will battle coming up in about 45 minutes. Terry filling in for Mark Durant tonight on the broadcast with Greg Rubel. Um, Terry, Coach Rose said something the other night on the postgame show that really stood out to me. He mentioned that the perimeter defense philosophy this year isn't just to disrupt the three-point shot. It's to eliminate it. What's the key to making that happen? I think it's just getting to shooters and in the way that the help is coming. And uh, they've changed a few things this year. Um, They're bringing help in different ways, and it's really paying off so far. And and they played some good teams. Obviously, this will be uh, their toughest test tonight. Uh, Princeton at home, a good shooting team. But the way that they're defending the three-point line is really impressive. And, uh, you know, not only defending the three-point line, but contesting the twos and staying out of foul trouble. A key for this team, uh, a little bit light on bodies, is to stay out of foul trouble so that we can, so that the, the Cougs can have everybody on the floor when they need them. Greg has mentioned several times on the broadcast, BYU is yet to allow an opponent to shoot 40% from the field. And, yes, it's very early in the season, but, but what do you attribute that kind of success defensively to? I think it's a real focus. I think it's uh, it's the the players buying into it. I think it's coaching. Uh, it's the mindset. Uh, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but in shoot around today, uh, just looking at the the spacing of the floor and how there's not gaps, there's not room, and uh, guys are buying in and they're really uh, in a stance and getting wide, and it's showing. And then a real big part of that, allowing teams to uh, or making teams shoot poorly from the field is that they're getting the rebounds and if you get one shot and get out then that's a really big deal because a lot of those offensive rebounds lead to quick baskets and easy baskets and that's what get the uh, gets their shooting percentage up you know terry i don't want to oversimplify it because there's certainly a lot more that goes into that but from a defensive perspective it, it, what's where's the where's the line like the percentages how much of it is is the getting guys in the right position and making sure you're, you're doing things logistically the right way, and how much is it just wanting to play defense and being determined to be better at defense? I think it's both. I think everybody understanding and helping each other out. And uh, the thing about defense is if one guy is taking the possession off, then they're going to find him, and it makes the whole team look bad. And if you have every guy buying in, uh, that's when you're going to have a special defensive team. And we've had those uh, throughout Coach's career, and uh, the Cougars are playing great defense uh, so far this year. You mentioned uh, you know Princeton a, a couple of times so far. They're obviously a well-known program. R- regardless of each year's team, because each year brings its own set of you know uh, personnel, things like that, but what do you know you're going to get when you face the Princeton Tigers? You know you're going to face a skilled team. They're going to play together. Um, this year they're actually isolating a little bit more and uh, letting their guards go at uh, the defenders. We saw that in the Butler game um, early and late as they got in trouble. They would let these uh, guards go at uh, their defenders, isolate them, and uh, BYU's prepared for that, watching their shoot-around. They've got some actions that uh, will combat that, and again, closing down the space so that as you, you face up, you don't see lanes and areas. You see hands and defenders. I wanted to ask you, you're obviously sitting courtside there at Jadwin Gymnasium. That has a... Uh a unique um, visual to when you're inside. There's lights everywhere. It's kind of like a dome. Is is that is that a little? Um, I won't say off-putting, but like, is, is that would that mess with a shot? Do you think? Uh, it's a lot different. Uh, reminds me a little bit of Idaho State. We went there a few years ago, not just because of the orange, but the lighting and the dome and you know seats in half of the arena. Uh, facing the basket on the left side, that corner shot's going to be a little bit more difficult. The lights come down further, 
Um, BYU's players have been in here. This is their fourth time shooting, which is an advantage for that. Um, they don't seem to be bothered by it watching them in warm-ups. I feel like the right corner is going to be a little bit easier shot as there's bleachers in the background as opposed to lights. Uh, something interesting to see, but I feel like if BYU makes the first couple, uh, look out. It goes quick. That's right. Uh, what areas do you think BYU does have an advantage in tonight's matchup? I really like their offense, the way that they uh, they space the floor, the ball screen action, the continuity. Uh, it's actually built for a hedge defense. Haven't seen much hedge uh, this far or thus far, but Princeton really hedges. That's all that they do. Um, if you attack that, then they're going to go to their one-three-one as their secondary defense. But they really like to play man. They really like to hedge, and uh, that's what this offense is built for. And I'm excited to see it. Look for our post guys rolling hard. Uh, look for a gator action type when you go opposite post. High, low action. If they sit on that, we'll throw it to the corner and get an open three. And then uh, I'm excited to see how how they adjust when we're laying the ball up or getting open shots. The key to that is coming off ball screens and getting a clean turn and a quick turn and then making the right read because Princeton's good. They're really active and they're long. I wanted to ask you specifically about one more player before we wrap up. And by the way, Terry Nash of joining us uh, courtside. It's our courtside conversation as we get you ready for BYU and Princeton. Um, Yoli, last year was impressive, and early on in this season, I mean, he is he just continues to get better. And, you know, we always say, oh, the guy's a beast. Well, Yoli is a beast. This guy, the sky is the limit for him. Uh, what, do you, what do you look at as his best attributes on the floor? Shep, he's an unbelievable talent. Um, he's a great kid. And I'm going to tell you, watching the season opener and, and listen to uh, Greg and Mark um, at the same time, there was early in the, the first half or middle of the first half, guards have been getting open shots. They threw the ball into him. He hadn't been getting as many shots as he had in the first few games, the exhibition games. They brought a half a defender. He turned that ball immediately. He could have shot it. He turned it. We get an open three in the corner, and, th and that tells me the growth in Yoli. That's an unselfish play, and uh, he he's been getting a lot more shots early. But he's going to command attention as he passes that ball around. Pretty soon they're going to have to go one guard him one-on-one -on -one in the post, and then he can get his. Hey, just in case you're asked, do you have any uh, inbounds plays ready to go just in case? Hey, Q's doing a great job at the inbounds plays, and, and I like what he's doing. He's got TJ coming off a, a secondary action that looks a little bit different. I really like what he's doing. Coach Rice did that a lot where throw it in, then there's a pin down. Princeton goes man-to-man. -man, it's going to be open, and then look for the slip as well. They got that in the blue-white game and in an exhibition as well. Look for that slip on the post guy after he throws it in. Terry, awesome stuff, man. Really appreciated it. Uh, we'll let you uh, we'll let you catch your breath for a few minutes, and then we'll hear you with uh, Greg coming up on the broadcast in just a few minutes. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Shep. You bet. Terry Nashif, he'll be on the broadcast tonight with Greg Rubel. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Welcome back in. Getting you ready for BYU basketball. The Cougars are in Princeton, New Jersey, getting ready to face the Princeton Tigers. The Cougars come in 1-0 and after their win over Mississippi Valley State this past weekend. It is the home opener for Princeton. They lost their season opener on the road by 10 against the Butler Bulldogs. We'll have uh, action coming up uh, at the uh, top of the hour, at the bottom of the hour, Greg 
Rubel, obviously, Terry Nashif. They will get you ready uh, for the matchup as well. But I do want to get you uh, kind of a little uh, heads up on what to expect tonight uh, for BYU women's basketball. It's the first road trip of the year. The Cougars, two games in the Pacific Northwest tonight at Washington. That's a game that will get underway at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Mountain Time. And then they will play Friday night at Eastern Washington. So depending uh, on uh, our game, in all likelihood, our game will be done. So probably won't be able to give any updates on that score. Uh, but uh, BYU women's basketball on the road at Washington tonight. Other WCC teams that will be playing tonight. Number 21, St. Mary's is at home hosting Cal State Fullerton. Loyola Marymount lost last week to uh, the UT Arlington, who by the way will be in Provo on Saturday to take on the Cougars. They'll be hosting UC Riverside. The San Diego Toreros are in San Diego tonight hosting Robert Morris. Nevada travels to Santa Clara. Broncos will be hosting the Wolfpack. And the Pacific Tigers are at home taking on UC Davis. In the NBA, lots going on if you're a uh, a sports fan here in the state of Utah. If you follow both BYU and the Utah Jazz, not only are the, uh, the BYU basketball team taking on Princeton in New Jersey, uh, about 50 miles away, the Utah Jazz will be taking on the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. That's a game that will get underway in about an hour from downtown New York City. Also tonight, the Atlanta Hawks hosting the Sacramento Kings. Washington Wizards on the road at Miami against the Heat. The Charlotte Hornets taking on LeBron and the Cavaliers. Pacers on the road at Memphis. The Milwaukee Bucks hosting the surprise Detroit Pistons. Uh, Also later on tonight, the Spurs on the road at Minnesota. The New Orleans Pelicans hosting the Raptors. Bulls at the Thunder. Trailblazers in Portland hosting the Orlando Magic. And the late game tonight, uh, should be a pretty good matchup, uh, definitely a matchup of two very young teams in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers hosting the Philadelphia 76ers. All right, that's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to send you to Jadwin Gymnasium in Princeton, New Jersey, for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Jadwin Gymnasium on the campus of Princeton University here in Princeton, New Jersey. As tonight, the 1-0 BYU Cougars play their first away game of the 2017-18 campaign, visiting the 0-1 Tigers, a team that won 23 games, went 14-0 in the Ivy League, and played in the NCAA tournament at the end of last season. At the very beginning of last year, Princeton played in Provo and lost to BYU. The Cougars are now 5-0 all-time against the Tigers program. They look to keep that perfect record intact tonight. I'm Greg Grubel. I'll have your play-by-play call this evening. And with uh, Mark Durant sitting this one out, uh, joining me for the first time in a commentary capacity is the former BYU point guard and later operations director, assistant coach, and assistant head coach, Terry Nashif. Terry, we've been together many times over the years, uh, on the air, off the air, but never as broadcast partners, uh, so it's a, a pleasure to get to work alongside you officially courtside tonight. I know that I, along with our listeners, will really benefit from your unique perspective uh, as one who's been a, an important part of this program for 
well, more than 15 years. Greg, it's a pleasure to be here. I've admired your work. I've seen your work. I uh, love listening to you on the football broadcast. Now I'll listen to you and Mark uh, on my commute home. It's been tremendous. Really excited to be here and excited about this BYU basketball team that uh, Coach Rose is leading. And a fun game on tap tonight. Uh, Princeton and BYU appear to be a good match for each other. Much more on that coming up. And coming up next, my pregame chat with BYU's head coach, Dave Rose, as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Princeton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. Just here, Harvick. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside Jadwin Gymnasium on the Princeton University campus. This uh, 50-year-old venue is a cavernous facility, a cantilever dome, if you will, with a permanent grandstand on one side of the court, portable bleachers utilized on the other three sides, lighting covering a majority of the ceiling space, extending to the shooter's perspective in the background of the baskets. But at game time, a lot of those lights get turned off. So BYU will see this with a lot of lights on, some lights off. It's really a variance over the last couple of days. But it is a unique stadium either way, uh, seating just under 7,000 fans when filled up. I spoke with BYU head coach Dave Rose after his team's shoot-around earlier today. We talked about this unique experience of coming two time zones away to play in an historic venue against one of the old-school powers in this neck of the woods, the 27-time Ivy League champs, home of 30-season head coach and basketball Hall of Famer Pete Carrill historically. Yes, the Princeton Tigers here in Princeton. Coach Rose talking about this very unique experience. This is a first-time place. And uh, you know, I've watched the, quite a few games in here on TV, and it's uh, it's actually way different than yeah. I thought it would be. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's uh, it's unbelievable facility for the school. It's got I've never seen a a baseball field in the basement, and the basement of, on the f- bottom floor of this thing is a is a baseball field and tennis courts and facility. And it, it's uh, it's pretty. Uh, you know, it's pretty involved, and and this court right here, I think, will be interesting to, to, to you know get in here tonight and, uh, and shoot. The lights are a little bit different, and it's a dome uh, situation. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, the night we played in uh, Pocatello, Holt Arena. Yeah, I was thinking about that same thing. Yeah, and, and that football arena they play in, they shove their basketball court over to one side. But uh, our guys are excited, ready to play. It's it's a long way to come for a game. I mean, we. We uh, we got this scheduled late last year uh, with ESPN's help for the marathon. Then Princeton came out and played us. We had a, a great game in the Marriott Center to open the season last year. But as a result of that, this is uh, kind of the payback. Yeah. And so, uh, we're, and if, you know, the fact that we're here is is great and playing. But the fact that we're coming back here in a week, that's uh, kind of. You just got to put it aside and tackle the job here for two hours tonight and, and play this thing. Our guys are ready. Our guys are really ready. And I think, you know, from the very beginning, uh, the challenge is to be able to to, to take your, your group, your new group, put them together, play well at home, and then package that up and deliver it wherever it's going and then get that same product out and, and do it again. And that's what we'll see here again. We'll see tonight if we can actually t- meet that challenge. Kind of a legendary program back east with you know Pete Carrill and everything else, and and even though the coaches changed, the expectation is still this team's going to be one of the best and win the Ivy League and get to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, these banners are pretty impressive. The the Ivy League championship yeah. banners. I mean, it's been a, a basketball place for a long time, and you know I was a Bill Bradley fan when I was a yeah. kid, and you know he's uh, up there. yeah he's he's hanging up there. <laughs> so uh, 
I, I think that, uh, you know, that's kind of the, a lot of the fun of, of the job is a lot of the tradition you get to get yourself involved. And we've been to a lot of places, Greg, played in a lot of, uh, you know, really unique environments. This, one, this will be one here tonight. This team you beat last year uh, by nine at your place. Uh, they graduated a lot of talent, but bring back a couple of guys you know from last year's game. Yeah, these three guys are really good players, and 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 un- they're kind of unlike the normal Princeton player you would think. You know, Bell and and Stevens and Kennedy; those are all guys who can really drive the ball, take you off the dribble, and score it. But then. Uh, can really shoot it. You can and, isolate uh, them and let them do things. And Kennedy is a guy that can shoot it really deep. I mean, we thought Jimmer took deep shots. This kid is uh, uh, he, he's he's uh, open as soon as he crosses half court and he's ready to go. So uh, that'll be a challenge for us. Uh, Stevens is a guy who really likes to drive it uh, and can get you know to the rim, and hopefully we can keep him away from the rim. We want to keep him off that three-point line, off the foul line, and away from the rim, make him make mid-range shots all night long. They got out-rebounded at Butler on the weekend. You outboarded them by a significant amount uh, last year at your place. And uh, second-chance points in both games were one of the reasons uh, that those teams won. Yeah, they're not a really big offensive rebounding team. They, they, they seem to get guys back a lot more than they send them to the glass. So hopefully, you know, that'll, they'll, we'll, you know we can get them to miss and we'll be, they'll be one-shot guys. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see because they played one game at Butler. That's what we have. And uh, it was very uh, unlike Princeton in that game. They, were, they seemed like they shot quick, didn't, didn't you know, get the ball from side to side and reverse it very much. And we'll see what Mitch does with his guys coming home for their home opener. Okay. How do you like your group right now? Oh, I'm, I'm excited about this group. I think, I think our team is uh, playing really well together as a group. I think that, you know, uh, offensively the ball's moving around. we got a lot of growth, a lot of things to – to, to learn, especially uh, making the right play will depend on what the defense does, and, and I, I think we're getting better at that, but uh, defensively, I like our, our consistent effort. I think that uh, we, we, we have this real challenge tonight, trying to stop these three guys and stay in our system and not get, get away from it and get out of it. Um, but uh, I, I like how the guys are progressing, and this will be a real challenge for us. We'll look uh, we'll learn a lot from this game tonight, that's for sure. That should be a fun night. Coach, looking forward to it. Best of luck in this one, and we'll talk to you post-game. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. That is Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar tip-off show coming up next, live from Princeton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot and score! This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from Jadwin Gymnasium here in Princeton, New Jersey. This evening, the Cougars look to extend their road win streak to four games in road game number one of the 2017-18 season as BYU ventures from Provo to Princeton. Greg Grubel and sitting in for Mark Durant, former BYU player and coach Terry Nash of courtside. Our statistician is BYU's basketball media relations director, Kyle Chilton. Jason Shepard's our studio host, and our control board operator is Carter Malloy. You are tuning us in on the new skin BYU Sports Network, headed by our satellite flagship BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, our over-the-air flagship, 
KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM in Salt Lake City. You can also get us on our network affiliates and online at byuradio.org, byucougars.com slash live radio, ksl.com and the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, as well as the KSL app and the TuneIn radio app. So wherever you are this evening, really glad you're with us. This season, Princeton is BYU's second opponent. Last year, the Tigers were the lid lifter. The Cougars got Princeton out of the gates and won that game 82-73 to at the Marriott Center. Tigers would go on to roll through the Ivy League and play in the NCAA tournament. BYU ended up in the NIT, as we all know. Now, this year's matchup has a BYU coming off a season-opening home win over Mississippi Valley State. The Tigers lost their opener at Butler, but as in last year's meeting, it feels like a big game for both teams. Terry, you recall the build-up to last year's Princeton contest. At the time, it felt like a must-win in, in Game 1. Absolutely. Going into the game, we knew the Princeton was going to be good. Uh, we felt like they would win the Ivy League. We didn't know that they would go 14-0 in the Ivy League. Uh, impressed with them on film coming into the game, and then we were able to pull that out, and it really helped us early in the season. They stumbled a little bit, but uh, they were able to close out the season really well. This year, they lost at Butler, a great team. Uh, they played them tough. And uh, BYU looked really good in their opener. And this is going to be a great matchup tonight. I'm really excited for it. We are, too. Coming up after the break, it's a conversation with Princeton assistant coach Sky Etten as we get you set for the Cougars and Tigers on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, the BYU and Princeton coming up just after 7 o'clock here in New Jersey, just after 5 o'clock back home for your drive home. Tigers were picked to finish third in the Ivy League this season behind Harvard and Yale this year after Princeton went 14-0 in league and won the inaugural Ivy League tournament. Uh, Of the five players who start for Coach Mitch Henderson's team last year in Provo, only one starts tonight. It's a new-look team, still looking for a lineup, uh, and really the answers they're going to need after an opener, which uh, two freshmen started and went scoreless in that game. We'll see if they go tonight. I talked about that and tonight's matchup with BYU, and I chatted with Princeton assistant coach Sky Etten earlier today. Yeah, I think it's a great game for both of us. I think, you know, two uh, really tough teams that are in uh, good conferences are, you know, going to be challenged all year, and it's good to kind of start with a game like this to kind of see where you're at and and, uh, build some toughness for uh, each of us, I think. And you guys started already with a real tough one at Butler on the weekend, gave them a good game, uh, got it to, I think, four in the second half. Your thoughts on the weekend game? I thought it was good for our guys to play in uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse, you know, an atmosphere like that, you know, for freshmen that have never played a college basketball game to start there. Um, I thought it was really good for our team to kind of, you know, play someone like that. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, there were some mistakes, but I think there was a lot of positives. So I think we just got to continue to build on that and uh, continue to get better each day. You take a look at how you guys shot in that game. You'd expect to have a favorable result. Uh, points off a of turnover, second chance points, kind of the ball game there. I mean, yeah, I think you know defensively we made a couple mistakes. Um, you know, obviously they got a couple offensive rebounds. We had a couple uh, turnovers in the second half. I mean, in the first half um, that hurt us a little bit. Um, but you know, I think uh, you know our guys are some of our guys are young, some of them are a little bit older. But together as a group, we got to come together a little bit better and, and defend a little bit more. You started two freshmen on the weekend yeah. at Butler, heck of a way for their crews to yeah, start. Yeah, exactly. You know, playing that place, it, it's one of the the coolest places to play in college basketball. So for them to kind of get a feel early um, and, and playing somewhere like that, I think it really prepares them, really gets them ready 
um, for the next game. So it, it was a really cool atmosphere. Their stat lines didn't show a lot. They didn't play a ton. What did you like from what uh, DeRozier and Much gave you? Yeah, I think, you know, to be thrown in the fire a little bit in, in that atmosphere and then to just keep responding and keep coming back and, and um, you know, um, keep playing hard. That's all. That's what it's about. You know, at the end of the day, those guys are going to get better um, with experience, and, and it's going to be day by day. Um, we've seen the improvement. So I think for them just to keep the, a level head and, and get back in the game and, and be fearless is, is the biggest thing. Then again, you were also counting on the three guys around them to do what they did in Kennedy, Bell, and Stevens. Yeah, you know, those guys are our leaders. Um, they're our captains. Um, they've been around the block. You know, they uh, were here last year and a big part of our success last year. So we, we lean on them. You know, uh, it starts with them, and, and they have to lead this group the right way, and, and I think they've done a great job. So we're going to continue to follow them. Okay, BYU's only played one game here historically back in 1981. What do visiting teams generally say about Jadwin Gymnasium, the atmosphere, and the challenge of playing here? I think it's a cool place. You know, um, it, it's, a, it's a special place for us, that's for sure. Um, I think it's a different type of gym than you, you normally see with the kind of dome-like feel. Yeah. Um, so I think it you know, can present its own challenges, but at the same time, I, I think it's a really cool place and a special place to play. So I think uh, you know, opposing teams do like it. And how do you consider the home court advantage to be here? I think it's like any place. You know, if you get to practice in your gym and, and uh, you know, be there all year and get shots up in your gym, there's a familiarity with it. So I think that's definitely the home court advantage part of it. And, you know, I remember going up to BYU last year, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that's a great gym and a great atmosphere as well. So I think uh, each gym has a little bit of a, a special home court advantage for uh, their team. Okay, a little bit different look from BYU and similarly for Princeton. Enough guys are back to where you know a couple guys, but a lot of new looks and new, new faces for this matchup this year. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously we, we saw Yoli Childs last year and, and he's kind of stepped into a, a bigger role this year. Um, and, and Hawes was, you know, there and, and obviously is a, a pretty special player. So, you know, I think, like you said, we know some of the, the faces, but at the same time, there's a, you know, a couple guys back, obviously Zach from his mission and, um, Worthington and things like that. So, um, don't have as much familiarity with those guys, but, um, you know, I, I think they've stepped into the role kind of nicely and they're, they're starting to put it together as well. So I think it's going to be a good challenge for us. Any recollections from last year's game? I, I mean, I just remember, you know, they're tough to guard. You know, it's, um, you know, they, they get it up, obviously, and, and uh, you got to sprint back in transition, and, and kind of that has to be the focus. And then uh, you got to rebound. You know, they got some monsters on the glass. You know, Eric Mika hurt us a little bit last year um, at your place. So um, I think for us, it, it's going to be kind of controlling the glass and, and getting back in transition a little bit. Finally, uh, after going 14-0 in the Ivy last year, getting to the NCAA tournament, being picked third in the Ivy this year, uh, is it accepted considering who you lost, or do you guys look at that and go, eh? I think, you know, for us, we, we just try to take it game by game. You know, we don't really let the, the rankings sway us. Um, you know, for us, we're just trying to get better, and I thought that's what we did. You know, um, last year we played a pretty tough non-conference schedule, obviously, at BYU, at VCU. Um, and things like that, and I thought it prepared us for the Ivy League schedule, and, and our guys grew um, and got better each day. So that, for us, that's our focus, is, is to get the freshmen up to par, um, to continue to get the older guys, to continue to lead and, and get where we want to go when uh, you know January 5th starts uh, with Penn. So that's the goal. Sounds good. Well, thanks for your time. Good luck tonight and the rest of the season. Thank you. I appreciate it. Princeton assistant coach Sky Etten. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. And tonight, it's some BYU basketball trivia. BYU's played at Princeton only once previously, winning 39-38 to in 1981. Question, which future NBA player led BYU in scoring on that night? The answer coming up next as we get you set for BYU and Princeton. 
on the Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from Princeton, New Jersey, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Miles will drive it to give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. BYU and Princeton ahead coming up. The uh, answer in uh, the UB the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. It's a BYU basketball question. Here was the question. BYU's played at Princeton only once previously, winning 39-38 in 1981. The question was, which future NBA player led BYU in scoring on that night? The answer is Fred Roberts had 15 points before fouling out. BYU played only seven guys and won at 39-38. That's UB the Judge brought to you by Legally Mine. Greg Grubel, Terry Nashif with you courtside. Terry, Princeton has a reputation and an offense named after it. So what are the principles of the Princeton offense in general? And then is Mitch Henderson's team really running it right now? Well, when you think of Princeton offense, you think of spacing, you think of precision, back cuts, skilled players at all positions, crisp passing, um, and continuity. And uh, what's going on right now with Coach Henderson is they're isolating at times as well out of it. And so you have to guard all the actions in the Princeton offense. And then you've got some really good guards that are going to attack you and you have to defend that. One thing I like about this is these... Uh, this description is what we're, what BYU's doing uh, offensively as well, and so they've been guarding this for months and months and months in practice, and I think it's going to be an advantage for them tonight. All right, time for our final break. Injury notes coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues and concludes on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Touch pass, Selyus, three. Got it! Zach Selyus makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. Time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23000 for current ER wait times. This week's injury report has Ryan Andrus on the sidelines and not with the team with some knee issues, and Braden Shaw is recovering from an ankle injury. He is not with the team. Tip-off is coming up next for BYU and Princeton. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.